If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. We have a special guest here today, David Campbell, American Ninja Warrior American finalist. American Ninja Warrior. Finalist. Can we talk about you being a finalist? We can't air this, but we, can, we will afterwards when they know, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a current finalist. Um, I've uh, done better than any of the Americans in, on the Japanese course. and uh, Like better than any American ever? Like ever, huh? Yeah, uh, there there was a there was this guy in the in the marine. There's a, there's a uh, there's a navy diver about like 15 years ago or something like that that did really well. Just kind of like just like a one off, just kind of fluke thing. But the course was a lot easier back then. But like in the current era, I've done better than any American. Wow, there, there was a naked guy that did really well too, didn't he? <laughs> That was completely staged. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, he wasn't naked. It. He was actually wearing a uh, skin skin colored uh, speedo. Ah, uh, so it was off of the YouTube. See, I love. Hits, huh? I love hearing yeah, the inside. inside. I knew that it was staged. Was it? He was way too good to be like a normal dude. Streaker. Yeah, and yeah. then he's doing yeah. the. He was actually one things. of the testers. Oh, okay. So he'd he'd run the course like fifty times that weekend. You know? What brilliant advertising yeah. out there! What brilliant ad- that went what million views on on YouTube instantly right after that. Oh, that was brilliant. I think but, our next workout should be in skin in skin colored. That's uh, not speedos. a bad idea. Maybe we should do that, and then we'll blur it out, and people will think. Yeah, but how awful would that be to watch? I was like looking at some of those uh, course obstacles. The one, what's that one called? Where you do like the spider, where you're crawling oh, up the jumping spider. Jumping spider, that would be a horrible view. <laughs> I'm just thinking of depending that. on or, who you or are, a really yeah. great view or really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. How, All taint. This is okay. American Ninja Warrior has been around for how long now? Um. American Ninja Warrior yeah. started in 2010. Okay, now you say it like that because uh, I'm assuming that's because it's been in Japan for much longer. Right. What was started it in 1997 that? in Japan. Now, does that mean that you you were trying to do this before it even was over here? Um, I started training for this, found out about it, and started training for it in late 2006. Oh. Wow. And so how do you train for something like this? Um, before I got into this, I did a lot of rock climbing. Uh, since I was about 17 and um, that kind of gave, gave me a head start because there's so many grip intensive exercise and you know obstacles and things like that so I just added more cardio and you know got got comfortable with trampolines and did more balance work and uh, now how much do you weigh David if you don't mind me asking uh, currently I think I'm like 161 is that your your competition weight would you say um uh, it varies, you know, like, uh, on the off season, I'll kind of get down to like 154 sometimes. And then as, just as I start training more, and also I think taking creatine makes me hold a little bit more water. Mm. Um, so as I get up to training, I'm usually like high 150s, low 160s. Yes. You know what, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed that competitors and these type of obstacle type events tend to be around that size, right? There, there's not like a 200, there's not a lot of 200 plus pounds. Yeah, they, they don't fare so well, right? Because of the body weight. Your weight to strength to weight ratio, right. I would assume. Yeah, there, every once in a while, there's kind of an anomaly that does pretty well. Um, but because it's their, yeah, strength to weight ratio, you're pulling your own body weight. So the lighter you are, the better. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like 160 pounds, because if I think the average... Uh, Navy SEAL is something like 160 pounds, right? 150 to 165 pounds. Really? Yes. 
Where's, are you sure? I'm positive. They're they're light. I'd been shaking my head like, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I didn't read that. But we I'll should someone you. look that up. I, no, I'm gonna shake my head the other way, bro. No, dude, look. I, I'm, I'm calling a, bullshit. Dude. I'm gonna look up Google. Like, every right Navy now. SEAL that I've ever seen is a fucking big dude. Wait, dude. This is Yoke. afterwards. Yeah, like 200. No, this is after they're done with their Navy SEAL well, stuff. There's there's like your like the army guys that like go through the desert carrying like you know hundred pound sacks. Yeah. Like those guys are pretty big. Navy SEALs may be different though. Mm. It's because well, I feel they do have to swim. They're, I, I, they're divers, you yeah. know. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like a being a really big dude is not an advantage. Well, I know. And, I know Marcus Luttrell was a badass, and he was like two forty something, and he was, uh, you know, he's the lone survivor hmm. from SEAL Team Ten. And oh, he, I got it right here. Average Navy SEAL size is five ten, one hundred and seventy five pounds. Okay. Wow. See? Okay. Wow. See, right. bro. So, so basically, if we were in in like crazy battle. Uh, you would die, Adam. Yeah, I know. Fast. You would use a raft. You would probably definitely pick David over me for sure. David well, is oh, the absolutely. guy that you want to be with. Well, there goes our last. Well, he's got ninja skills. Wait. Shit. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, still an extra 14 pounds of muscle over me. Yeah. That we could eat if he dies before everybody. <laughs> he's not talking about me. He's talking about the average weight, 175. What would you true. say is like the hardest obstacle that you faced? Just one obstacle, not the whole course. Uh, well, I, um, I actually was, I actually just got finished building a new obstacle today, um, that I'm only getting about maybe half of the time. Uh, it's called the crazy cliffhanger. Okay. Um, and I've never faced it in an actual event, but, uh, and they haven't, they haven't had it on the American course yet, but they have it on the Japanese course yet on course currently. So I'm like really scared that they're going to throw it oh, at us. Oh, nice. Well, that's good that you're thinking ahead like Wait that, a minute. Though, so right? you don't know what course you're going to be at on the final? Is it kind of a surprise? Yeah, we don't know till we get there. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that keeps it real, man. And, and you have course in your backyard. You, you just said you're building one, but you built one before to train, right? Yeah, so I used to have a course d- down in Santa Cruz. Uh, it was in my brother's backyard. It was I basically had the entire finals course built there. And, uh, but my brother sold his property, so I had to take it all down. And, uh, so right now I'm renting a room in Scotts Valley and there's, there's like some woods behind the house. And I talked to my landlord and he said I could put some stuff up there. So I'm not doing like a huge elaborate course like I had before, but I'm just putting some stuff up to train. Mm-hmm. Is it regular daily training? Do you train? Yeah. For- what's your training? What's your training regimen look like? Is this something you have to do for hours a day or, I mean, how often are you, are you training? Um, <clears throat> you know, I kind of listen to my body mostly, but, uh, like the majority of my training, uh, these days is rock climbing. And, uh, actually I've had a knee problem. So my, most of my cardio lately has been elliptical. Um, I'll also do like running on the beach and stuff like that. And I like going to, there's a gym up in Walnut Creek called, uh, Apex NorCal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of Ninja Warrior obstacles. My old training partner actually runs a Ninja Warrior program there. and uh, oh, wow. Nice. So we'll set up like little mini obstacle courses and running through that. I run through that. That's my favorite type of cardio. It definitely, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you again about the crazy cliff, right? So uh-huh. describe that to us. Like, what does that entail? Uh, so it's three ledges and they're uh, three centimeters thick which is about an inch in like one sixteenth or something like that is about basically you can get your first digit on it about like 
Oh, geez. Oh, my God. So you just barely put a fingertip in there. Huh? Yeah, it's hard to describe on the radio how, yeah. how tiny it is. We see what you're doing, but <laughs> so they totally imagine, don't. Imagine yeah. the size of Sal's dick if yeah. it's for a ledge. That's yeah. what you guys Okay, okay. I'm with you. If you nailed your dick to the wall <laughs> and then and then tried to do a pull-up on it. Like wow. Sideways. That does yeah. sound painful and hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hard, yeah. So, speaking of hard transition, <laughs> so because um, it does look like a lot of times it, the the hand the hands are the weakest link. Because when I watch the event, it's like the, the the reason why people tend to lose is they lose their grip, you know. So that would seem like the weakest link, if I'm not mistaken. And being a rock climber, that gives you an advantage. Yeah, Am yeah, I that definitely gave me an advantage starting out. So for the person, the average person listening, because you know I'm I've been in the I've been in gyms you know half my life, so with these guys and. When I'm trying to assess someone's, I guess, pulling strength, a pull-up on a regular pull-up bar would be something I can um, identify with. Do you do? Do you have an idea of how many pull-ups you can do on a regular bar? Like, to, just to give our listeners an, an idea of how strong you are, how much endurance you have in that particular type of movement. Well, uh, actual straight pull-ups aren't a big part of my training these days. Um, and it's weird. There's, there's actually people that can do a lot more pull-ups than I can that will just fall off of the cliffhanger mm. a lot sooner than I will. I don't understand why exactly. It's, it's got to be their hands. It's weird. Or they, they, they um, like I can do, I think that my max that I've ever done pull-ups is about 25. Well, okay. But I, you know, they're like good, clean pull-ups. Like right. all the way Full down. Lockout, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, there's people that can do 30 pull-ups and. And they kip the whole way. But they'll, they'll <laughs> like get pumped out on the course a lot faster than I do and just fall off. I don't well, get it. Well, so, so I, you just, Two things. Well, first off, I want to describe you to the listeners because I'm looking at you right now, and I'm, uh, you know, we're, like I said, again, we're, I've been in the fitness industry for a long time. You're kind of a wiry looking guy. Um, your hands are big. You've got big hands for someone that's your size, and your forearms um, are as big, if not bigger, than your upper arms. Um, it's so it seems like those would be advantages, right, for for some of these events. The forearms, yeah, I've I've always had always had kind of uh, large forearms, even when I was younger. Um, that is definitely a good thing. The large hands actually makes things like holding onto the cliffhanger, uh, more difficult mm -hmm. uh, for certain things. I guess big hands can be good. Like for when you're grabbing onto a bar, you can just really wrap your fingers all the way around it. Right. Um, it's, you know, so you don't slip off of it. Um, do you ever, when you're doing, cause you said something, uh, five seconds ago about people pumping out and then failing. Mm-hmm. So when, when guys or girls work out in the gym to build muscle or whatever, there's something that they look forward to, and it's called the pump. And this is when the muscles get really full and tight and engorged, and we enjoy it. However, I've talked to athletes in certain sports where that becomes a detriment. For example, when I used to be a grappler and I would compete in judo or wrestling or jiu-jitsu, you don't want to pump because you start to lose the ability to really move efficiently. Does this happen to you when you're doing these courses? If you are you looking to to train in a way to where you don't get these crazy tight forearms, to you know because then you can't function, or is that something you would look forward to doing in your training? Uh, it's totally fine in training, but in competition, it's death. Mm. So the, you don't want to pump, right? Is there anything in particular you do to prevent that? Is there a way you is there a way you would even train to to prevent that? Um, well, you. I mean, it's uh, there's different ways to train for anaerobic endurance, which is what we're talking about, like okay. avoiding avoiding the pump. And uh, uh, a lot of people will do uh, long duration exercises to train anaerobic endurance. I do that sometimes, 
But what a lot of people miss is uh, training for maximum exertion. Mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, you know, like, let's say you're, uh, let's, let's say you want to do more push-ups. And let, let's say, let's say you're maxing out at like 40 push-ups. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's anaerobic endurance right there. And so you're getting to 40 push-ups, and you're just, you're getting pumped out and your muscles aren't working anymore and you just can't push. So there's one way to train is just to wait and then do another 40, you know, just keep doing that and doing that until you're just for sets. Yeah. Just right. do, just doing as many like, you know, low weight as you can, just building up endurance. You can also do super heavy bench press and, you know, just build up that muscle so that each time, each time you're doing the push up, it's so much smaller than your maximum exertion that it doesn't even, it, you don't even really feel it as, right. as much, much effort. So, you, you know, you can like do more. And so maybe you can get up to like 70 pushups or something like that. So in other words, training, training in strength and power is just as important for you as endurance training. So you have to. Yeah. So you can do like uh, strength training to increase your endurance. Do you incorporate yeah. that? Do you lift weights in the gym as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Jack LaLanne, uh, who for years held the, the record for pull-ups and push-ups, I think it was a thousand or something. Um, and I believe he was 50 when he sent them. Anyway, anyhow, he, when asked what his secret was, um, and this was in, this was, you know, decades ago, he said it was lifting weights. And back then nobody lifted weights to train for those types of things. So, um, you talked about creatine. So you take supplements. Oh, lots of supplements. Yeah. What, do, what kind of supplements do you take? Give us a rundown. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, so yeah, mostly when I'm in training mode, I'll take creatine. Uh, I also take glutamine. Um, uh, DMG, uh, I forget it's a, it's commonly called DMG. I don't forget what the, the full name of it is. Uh, let's see, beta alanine. Um, uh, I take, a like a, a protein shake. That's like a non, non-dairy, non-soy pr protein, uh, protein shakes made from like hemp and pea protein and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, Let's see. Do you take branched-chain amino acids also? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I take a lot of amino acids. Let's see. What are... Uh, Arginine, citrulline. Um, you know, I was taking arginine for a while. Mm -hmm. and, um, but, and I didn't really feel much of an effect f from it. Um, but I found there's something called citrulline malate. You're right, right. Citrulline. Yeah, that's even more effective. Better. Yeah, yeah. It has the same effect, but it, yeah. Yeah, citrulline, uh, arginine gets broken down uh, by certain pathways in the body, and citrulline bypasses those and then then gets converted to arginine. Uh -huh. So it's a more effective way of getting more arginine circulating in your blood than actually taking arginine and uh, increases blood flow. So they'll have in supplements to give you a better pump, if you will. So uh, pretty cool. So I'm going to ask you, um, as far as like training for specificity, like, I mean, is that something you pretty much stick to like for agility and, you know, you're talking about strength training, but do you try and model it as much as you can after like obstacles? Or are you like, um, you know, what, what does that look like? Well, um, I used to do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, like when I go to the gym for rock climbing, um, you know, I'd, I'd be doing rock climbing training, but I'd, uh, in the back of my mind, I'd always be like, oh, this is training for Ninja Warrior. You know, I'm going along this ledge here. This is, you know, like the cliffhanger kind of thing. Uh, -huh. uh, 
uh, the last couple of years, I've not done that. And I've really just focused, like when I'm rock climbing, I'm just rock climbing for the sake of rock climbing. Okay. And uh, part of that is just not having uh, Ninja Warrior be this thing that my whole year is about. Mm. And uh, so it kind of takes some of the pressure off of it. It's just not as much, it's, it's not as like a huge part of my life, you know? Huh? Right, right. You've been competing for a while in, in these events? Um, yeah, well, the first time I officially competed was 2009. Okay, so it's been a little while. It's getting much more popular here in the U.S., but in Japan it's huge, right? Mm. Um, I'd say it's it's pretty even now. Okay. As far as, you know, yeah, the uh, the viewership in Japan and America. Is there a difference between the audiences? Uh, you know, like when you're competing there versus here or when you walk around there or here, do you get noticed more over there? I know certain sports will be like that in, in other countries and, uh, you know, Japan being one of them for certain events like mixed martial arts or whatnot. Um, you know, I, I uh, surprisingly don't get recognized much in Japan. Um, the, the, like the whole production process is a lot different in Japan uh, they, I don't know, maybe just cause you're, cause I'm a foreigner there, you know, like they, they treat me with a lot more respect oh, right. <laughs> uh, on the American course. I mean, the, probably partially cause there's just so many Americans, you know, there's like a hundred people competing at a time. They just kind of treat us like cattle. So oh, really? <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of the biggest, the biggest difference between America and Japan. So, so, uh, does your girlfriend train with you? Because uh, I noticed when I shook her hand, it was <laughs> very strong. Got a grip. Huh? Yeah, so I'm like, all right, she either rock climbs with you, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, she th- uh, this year uh, she finally I finally got her to get a membership at my gym, uh, and she's been rock climbing with me, and she's ah. starting to kind of play with some of the obstacles, but you know she's she's got a little while to go. They were they're actually uh, asking me uh, on the show if she was going to be trying out next year and i was like uh maybe in maybe in two years we'll see how it goes that's rad do you train anybody for do you train anybody are you a trainer for this kind of thing oh yeah i've trained lots of people oh Oh, awesome uh i was yeah i was kind of like the first person that was really kind of training people because i had this i had the obstacle course and uh i am i'm a lot more Cerebral, 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 cerebral. Yeah, <laughs> then uh, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then I, the average competitor on this, you know, and so like I, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the techniques and really breaking them down. So I'm able to impart that to other competitors uh, pretty well. And uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've had some some good results training people. Um, do they, like most sports, I'm sure, you know, performance enhancing drugs can d- tend to, you know, enter the fray. Is there any drug testing for anything like this? Or is there any worry of people taking performance enhancing drugs? Um, there's no testing for it. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much it would really help someone to take steroids because, uh, partially because it's strength to weight ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you build a lot of muscle mass, it's going to kind of work against you. And also it's, it's really more mental than it is physical. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's, it's so technique heavy and, uh, and you really just have to be in the zone and like on your game, just on top of it and just do everything perfect. Um, 
So a lot of practice, practice, and that, practice. And that all changes once you get there, right? Like, I mean, you you can master it in your backyard all you want, and then you get to the stage where the crowd's there, and then you get hyped up and all that. Like, how do you how do you sort of find yourself into that zone? Like, what do you, is there like a ritual you do? Smoke a joint. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, well, no, I I I uh, that's that's actually going to add. The opposite of actually smoking a joint. Uh, I think part of my mindset is that I I don't take any drugs or drink alcohol or anything like very I, vegetarian. Just you know, even like the hormones and meat. I, I actually noticed that when I stopped eating meat, uh, my my mental clarity and just like how I'd feel when I when things would upset me, like I get a lot less angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of do meditation like things. Um, breathing exercises uh you know kind of visualizing some energy flowing that definitely helps uh slow my heart rate down and kind of focus me some when i when i'm right up there on the block in my um i really have to like try to take my mind off of the course when i'm just about to run it because you couldn't you know, you're staring at this course for like a, a day before you're going to run it. And you're like, oh, and you don't get a practice, get a practice at all. So you're just imagining all these different ways, ways that you're either going to complete or fail this obstacle. And, you you know, your adrenal, adrenal system can just totally get away from you. And it takes a lot of effort to just control that and stay calm. And when you get right up on the starting block, right before you're going to go, you, you've thought of everything so much. You don't need to think about it anymore. You just need to like space out, look somewhere else. So a, a few years ago, a few years ago, I was up on the block and I was having trouble uh, calming myself. And uh, uh, some girl came by and like asked asked me if I like something about the course. She didn't realize that I was about to run it, you know. And uh, and that totally took my mind off of it. So what I do now is I just kind of look out in the crowd and like try to find a pretty girl or something <laughs> to like, look at for a second. Your girlfriend's in the room, by the way. Yeah. Well, she's going to be in Vegas, you know, so uh, uh, right. normally it would be her though. Normally it would be her. Yeah. I, I, so I want to know uh, in, in any sport, and obviously this is your passion because you, you've worked so hard at it and you've come as far as you have, but we all normally have something and we've all competed in this room in, in some sort of, in one way or another. Uh, what is it you don't like? about the sport, whether it be uh, the politics of it or maybe the training of it or the competitors you have to deal with, what, what part, what aspect of it do you not enjoy? Uh, just the whole production side of it is really hard to deal with. Um, uh, you know, like I was saying, they kind of treat us like cattle. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they sequester us away and just like leave us with nothing but pizza eat, you know, and we're all like half of us are vegan. The other half of us are on the paleo diet. Yeah, you know, they, do. <laughs> they just don't care. Like, and they just give us a bunch of like pepperoni pizza and they're like, okay, none of us can eat this. What are you, what are you doing? Do you guys like fight each other? Vegans versus paleo. <laughs> yeah, there is, there's kind of some jabbing about that. Like, you know, me and a few other like vegetarian guys. There's like uh, at the apex gym I go to there, the owner and this other guy, they're both on the paleo diet and they're like beef, beef, nothing but beef, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah, fruit. <laughs> it's like West. People are singing. Yeah, Yeah. it was actually in an event. It was funny. Like I pulled out my like soy protein bar, and he pulled out his protein bar that was made of. It was basically just a big hunk of like dehydrated beef. Well, beef, I think cows eat grass, right? So eating cow would te- technically be. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. No. That doesn't count. No. Doesn't work. 
That's it, though. Just the production side that it's a that you've had a run and that you don't uh, care too much about it. Any athletes you ever had? Is there how's the competitiveness amongst each other? Is it such a individual sport that people don't really focus on? There is there guys that play head games or try to get into each other? Like what's what's that like? <laughs> well, um, you know, it's uh, it's less competitive than other sports, surprisingly, um, because the way they do it is like if you can get through the course, like if you can finish the course, you're you're pretty much into the next round and it's all about just moving into the next round. And, uh, the only time it really, really ever gets competitive is if, uh, if two people were to get to the final stage, which is a, it varies. Uh, I think currently it's like a 64 foot rope climb. Um, then they would be racing each other up the rope. And that's Mm. the only time that like someone would really just knock the other person out. It's, uh, it usually comes down to time in the in the tryouts, like you know, people having faster times than others. But if the people are able to complete the course, like if you're able to complete the course, you don't need to worry about somebody else's time. Mm-hmm. So most of the people that do this sport, they just you know they're they're pretty supportive of other people, and they just they just worry about themselves completing the course, and they don't really worry about how good other people are going to do or not. Mm. That's interesting. Do you do you see maybe like two people running a course like side by side at some point with the sport, or is it still going to stay that kind of individual feel to it? Uh, I would really hope not. They, yeah. they did that once uh, in before American Ninja Warrior, there was something called American Ninja Challenge where they were uh, deciding which Americans would get to go to compete in Japan. Well, when the main show was, was still- like the reality show version of it. It was uh no it was just a little thing on this TV station called G4 and uh they you know had these did this like internet polling to see who would get to go based on like who had the better video that they sent oh. in and they picked six people objective, yeah <laughs> they picked six people and they put them in three heats and they'd sit, run two people at a time and because of that the 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 best people didn't end up going because uh they put two of the best people against each other so like one of them uh, got automatically knocked out. Yeah, that's weak. Yeah. So I so I really hope like side by side running doesn't become a thing. So does Japan dominate at this point? Are they do they have the most winners? Uh well, three Japanese people have won on the Japanese course and none of the Americans that have gone to Japan have won the American version. Uh I came pretty close one year uh, and I had a I had a problem with uh this pine resin spray sticky spray stuff like it kind of reacted badly with the humidity turned to slime and i fell off the cliffhanger (laughs) so that was you guys were allowed you guys were allowed to use things like that yeah yeah the uh it uh it's a tryout they don't let you put anything on your hands but uh it it at the japanese finals they always give you chalk and this pine resin spray and at the american finals it's i don't know sometimes they give you chalk sometimes they don't it's kind of weird hmm any idea why the Japanese dominate so so much? Is it because maybe they they practice more or? Well, they've been doing it longer. Okay. Um, uh, the last couple of years they've had USA versus Japan uh, competitions, and um, the Americans have actually done a lot better than J- the Japanese in those. Whoa! Oh wow! <laughs> What's uh, um, actually, uh, I was part of Team America at an event called Sasuke Malaysia. Sasuke is the name of the original Japanese Ninja Warrior show. 
they they call it Ninja Warrior when they brought it to Americas because you know Americans don't know, know what the fuck Sasuke means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in Malaysia they had this event Sasuke America, and they had a team competition. They had uh, uh, I think there was about ten different uh, countries represented, um, and uh, USA we got first place by a long shot, like by quite a big margin. Uh, Jap- Japan came in second, and uh, I don't know. So, I don't know who came in third. <laughs> what uh, what what's the grand prize for the winner this year? It's a million dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, that's great. That must have like has it, has it been escalating? Like, what was it last year? Uh, the last few years, it's been five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and uh, before that, it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And uh, they just nobody ever nobody's ever won it. So like, yeah, they might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you Let's win give this a billion, one, if you win this one, you'll be the first American yes. to win. Uh huh. Wow, and a million bucks. Yeah, let's yes. talk about since, since this is going to be since this is going to be airing after the finals, anyways. Let's talk a little bit. What? Okay, how many are you going let's talk against about how now? You're going to spend that money? Yeah. Let's. Well, who? How many are you going against now in the finals? Who's who's left? Uh, well, there's going to be between eighty and hundred people usually in the finals in Las Vegas. Okay. And then you guys all, and that's going to be spread out over how long you guys compete? Is how fast you guys knock everybody out? So so we start. Uh, we do it over two days. And we start about nine o'clock at night. They'll start running people through stage one, and you know all eight, all one hundred people or so go through stage one. And there's a time limit, and if you get to the end of the course uh, without falling in the water in the time limit, then you get to do stage two the next night. And then so you know usually you know start it with like a hundred people. They'll have like maybe ten or fifteen to get to stage two. Wow. So not even 80% yeah. are getting through 20% or so are, are making it through at best at best. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They've India at the Japanese course. They've, I th- they've had like between like two and three people finishing stage one sometimes. Wow. So stage one yeah. right out the gates is, is no joke. Yeah. Wow. I'm assuming since this is in Vegas, there's probably odds on people, right? Oh yeah, I, didn't I wish there were. I put money on myself if there were. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be. You can bet on anything. There, there will be. There will be. Yeah. If it's not yet, there will be soon enough. I mean, that kind of when there's now there are a million dollars to be won. I'm sure it'll it'll get to. Where is point. it held in Vegas? Uh, it's it's just a dirt lot right off the strip. Oh, it's wow. uh, right next to the pyramid with the Luxor. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Mandalay Bay. There, just kind of like just on the next next block over. How soon do you stop training a certain period of time before the event? To let your body recover and rest? Um, <clears throat> I don't... I, 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 I train right up until... like the, We have about two days in Las Vegas before the event. So like I'll train right up until my like the day of my flight. Hmm. But um, the way I train, I don't completely kill myself like like my my workouts aren't like bodybuilder workouts i don't i don't just completely kill myself like uh um part of my strategy is that when i'm i work my muscles at the same time as i'm building technique and if your muscles fatigue too much your technique breaks down and so i always i well not always but i most of the time i uh I like to have enough enough energy to actually do the technique with good form so that when I actually get to the event and I start getting tired I'll still maintain that good form. So which which means I don't I don't completely uh wear out my muscles every workout, but then that just lets me recover faster and get back in and work out. So lots sooner. of frequency and practice. 
Uh-huh. That's what it breaks down to. Yeah, like uh, like a Russian guy called Pavel. He calls it greasing the groove kind of. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah Pavel. Pavel, he's awesome. Uh, di- any special diet beforehand? Do you eat anything in particular before the event? Uh, I just eat really clean. Uh, all whole foods. I always eat vegetarian. Uh, I do eat organic eggs, um, so I'm not vegan. Uh, I cut out the I like on the off season. I'll eat a, a bit of dairy just because I like ice cream. But uh, like when competition's coming out, I cut out all the dairy. Um, you know, no no sh- refined carbs. Cut out white flour, white sugar, and uh, I eat, end up eating a lot of Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I just got chickens, man. So I'll hook you up with some eggs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Yeah. And you live near? Don't you live near? Yeah, near yeah, where yeah. He's at? Yeah, out in the woods, man. Yeah, something about it, you know. Free how, range how, chickens. How close are you guys? Are you guys close? You know how close you are? Yeah, I'm pretty close. So I'll be, you know, at your house probably. <laughs> Dropping off we'll some hang eggs. Out. Dropping some eggs. Off. I don't know if your uh, if your obstacle course can hold Justin. Yeah, <laughs> swinging on that thing. Yeah, no, we just have some big big dudes out there. Yeah. So do you have an official? I'd be so down for that. So though. you you officially train people like as a business, um, or is it just friends and stuff? Uh, kind of in between. When I had the full course, you know, sometimes people would pay me and come out and train with me, but. Uh, you know, it wasn't the kind of thing where we'd, you know, have a schedule and really come really. It was, it was mostly people that helped me build the course. I'd let train on I it. I could see a huge market for this. There should be like a Kager so what, and what, then everybody you, just uh, does it right work afterwards. Normally, how, how do you find time to do all this? I mean, what do you? Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly I deliver pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Vegetarian <laughs> <That's> delivery. <so, laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> what? You, you deliver pizza. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just uh, for the irony or? It's, you know, it it's, uh. It's it lets me get time off to go to all these competitions, and it, it lets me have a really flexible schedule, uh, so that I can just train constantly. Hell yeah! Like, like I don't know, roundtable. Like yeah. I've I've had I've had nine to five jobs before, and they just it doesn't give me enough time to train. Yeah, that's why I was asking that. I had a feeling you. I mean, I know what it's like to train for a sport, especially something that that competitive. You've got a lot of your focus all day is probably thinking about right. either training or how you're so, eating or what you're resting or what you're doing. So yeah, so kind of hard to do a full full time job. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah I, I also uh, I also work at a nightclub. I built their stage sound and lighting system, and because uh, I went to school as like a for audio production. Um, so that's kind of a, a side gig. Oh, okay. That's How's cool. Doug doing? Is he doing all right? What do you think? <laughs> think Doug's doing all right? It's good to know in case he's he starts, he starts to screw up. We no comment. Yeah. He hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. completely missed. missed. <laughs> 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 or you could ask Justin. I for, like I forget it now. Oh, that's, man. that's the worst oh, part. Man. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. man. Well, we definitely, we definitely are going to have to have you come back on after you, after you go to Vegas. It's in how many weeks? So we're gonna obviously we'll be by the time we air this it'll have already happened but for us we're- yeah so I'm I'm going out to uh, to finals in like a week oh okay yeah okay and then it airs though probably a, what almost a month after yeah because yeah it's gonna air in like uh, probably like five weeks or something like that super cool wow and so if you win uh, I guess the only question I have is where, where's the party yeah man? where are you taking us because um, we <laughs> interviewed you first I'm totally <laughs> local yeah. Free pizza. Where do you deliver pizza from? Uh, uh, round table in Scotts Valley. I do. Wait, do I want to say that? And <laughs> yeah, just give them a nice plug. They'll be stuck. Could've, could've That's what I was going to ask you. Do you watch their, their pizza sales? Going to go up Damn like crazy. It, Adam, I'm trying to get a question. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Did you forget again? Dude, yeah. Oh, no, no, I know I did. I, okay. I was going to ask you about like um, sponsorship. So you know, you're getting like uh, TV time and all this kind of stuff. Like. 
have people come, you know, come to you as far as like promoting things and all that kind of stuff? Surprisingly, no. Um, uh, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to a couple people, but haven't got a lot, a whole lot of interest in, uh, in getting a sponsorship. It's kind of weird. Like, uh, it's on TV. It's NBC, so they don't allow us to wear any kind of logos or anything like Damn that. It. Uh, so you I was basically say Mind Pump is uh, a sponsor. What if you had a sticker? Yeah. No, no. They're, no. Tattoo. What, what if we tattooed it on yeah. your forehead? Actually. Yeah. Then they put a piece of tape over my forehead. <laughs> oh, they would. <laughs> Damn it. There goes that idea. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that sucks. Uh, it's, hey man, it's been awesome having you on the show. Hell yeah. Good yeah. luck, brother. That's I freaking awesome. I know a lot of people that watch and are stoked on this show and like, you know, they're they're pumped that you're coming on our show too. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.